You're listening to TCRG to CEO Radio with your host, Courtney J. TCRG. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to TCRG to CEO Radio. I'm your host, Courtney J., and we're back for episode number 23, which is part two of my conversation with Diana Dirsch about the New Worlds format. So if you haven't already listened to last week's episode, go ahead and go back to episode 22 because you'll get to hear the beginning of our conversation, some of the pros and cons we felt the New Worlds format had, and just our general thoughts about it before we get too much further into the suggestions and alternatives and a little bit deeper into the issues um, at hand. So before we jump into the episode, I wanted first to remind you about our listeners' private Facebook group that you can join by going to facebook.com slash groups slash TCRG to CEO. Just make sure you fill out the questions so that I know that you are a true listener and I can approve you into the group. We talk about our thoughts that come up uh, after each episode goes live. So we want to make sure that you can join that conversation with us. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Courtney J underscore TCRG for some real-time stories and feed posts that have to do with business, teaching, dancing, mindset, etc. And before we listen to the second part of our conversation with Diana, again, we just wanted to put out the disclaimer that we do not think we could do a better job. We overall, I feel, are complimentary of the way things have gone and the way that CLRG put on the world's event. But of course, we do not know every single decision, why it was made, how it was made, and the factors that have to be considered. So just take our conversation with a grain of salt. We don't take ourselves too seriously and hope that you won't take us too seriously either. And hopefully the audio doesn't transition too, too badly. Obviously, I cut our conversation in half, so it might be a little bit of a jarring skip into part two of our conversation with Diana. So here it goes. Quickly go through my suggestions. I think we've touched on most of these. Um, The first and the major one um, that other people brought up to me was they they think that it should be made so that the maximum number of recallers can do their set in each competition. So I had posted the CLRG briefing on the world's um, on my thing. I think you may have either posted. I did. Well, and I had talked through it on the preview. That's kind of what I used as my outline just to make sure that I was presenting the information the same way that they were. Yeah. So in that briefing, um, maybe you can post a link to it here. Um, basically they, they shared a a chart that kind of compared, they basically did, they showed you the numbers from last year's worlds as if it was going to be done this year. So people could kind of have an idea of what the numbers were. So like in senior ladies, I think let's just say it was 90 people competed last year. So they said under the old system, 45 people would have done their set dance. Under the new system, 45 people will get recalled today too. And 32 or whatever get to do their set. Um, That's a small number. You know, like 45 to 32 is... What is that? 10% over 10% of the competition? I'm not good at mental math. 20%. There we go. Yeah, 20%. Um, 20% doesn't get to do their set. And so for senior ladies, did we get gypped? You know, like maybe 10 or 12 more of us should have gotten able to do our sets. Um, One person commented that, you know, especially for senior ladies, but for pretty much every competition, this set should be such a significant aspect of your overall placement. Um, And so it could be argued that that's the most important round. So you should give more people the opportunity to do that so you can get a more accurate idea of where they should fall. Again, I'm kind of neither here nor there. Like I love doing my set, but I'm not going to say that I, who might be 50th in the world, should have the opportunity to do my set over someone who is going to be 30th in the world. Like I don't, personally, I don't feel like I have an inflated enough view of my dancing that if I don't make that cut, like, well, I deserved to do my set. Or if I had only done my set, then I would have been able to place higher. And maybe that's true for some people. 
but for me as a dancer who's been around for a really long time and again who who tries to be pretty realistic with expectations like I'm not going to pretend that I deserve something over somebody else if they're going to place higher than me they place higher than me and my two rounds my first two rounds just need to get that much stronger then you know if my set's my best round I need to work that much harder on my other two to make sure that I have the opportunity to do it um so I don't I totally see that, and I think it's a really good suggestion, but it's going to seriously increase the length of time it takes to get through people, obviously. And then I guess I'm going to speculate on CLRG's behalf, and I don't – I obviously can't speak for them, but at the same time, I can follow their logic in that, okay, we're eliminating people as we go. You know, by the time we hit the set recall – you've danced four times. Yep. So we've collected however many people's, you know, scores on your dancing by that point. You know, you have a fairly good idea of who that top group is going to be. Yes. And at that point, the set is just helping you rank them that little bit better, right? You're seeing them dance one at a time. The judge does not want to see the set danced of, of a yeah. 50th place dancer necessarily you know right. and it's very few people set dance is gonna bump them up yes you know 15 th- or 20 places I, I think mine maybe made me go up like by one I didn't do a comparison for everybody else but it, it seemed like it was gonna be pretty close um, I mean you might be able to jump five places maybe right. but I, I don't know I, I it's gonna change the way that like the, the time that it takes to Get exactly. people. And that's the thing I think they're trying to consider is like, hey, you right. know, we're giving you this and extra stage time to show that you need to do your set over four other rounds. But when you dance one at a time, you know, a smaller number makes it yeah. move faster. And they want to be fair across the competitions too. Like they don't want to say, okay, all of these competitions are going to operate this way, but senior ladies, we're going to let you do you know, right. the maximum 50 sets or something. And like honestly, that's, that's I, can't, not I can't see people feeling good about that. Like, oh, I only got to do my set because I'm in senior ladies and they felt bad for us. Now, I mean, and I'll defend these, these folks a little bit further um, and say the new system allowed for a greater number than 50 recallers in larger competitions. So Which I think is valid. Right. So if you took away those spots and said, okay, well, 50 max can do it ever you know, it might even out a little bit because then, you know, instead of 75 sets, you have 50 and then those extra 25 can go to a a smaller competition. But that's not the, like, that's not really the point. The point is to be a little bit more consistent and fair in giving dancers the chance to make these cuts. Um, And because of technology being able to, to have scores go past 50 now, which how effectively it can really do that. I don't know. Um, but you know, yeah, sure, for 200 girls. Yeah, sure. 75 sets seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, or it would be 66. My, my apologies. Um, but you know, that that's, that's fair for them. I think it's still valid for any size of competition. I mean, and I um, think they were so conscious of making things consistent and fair and equitable across the board that it mm-hmm. almost went a step too yes. far this year. And maybe we'll get into it of like right. the boys dancing yes. two days when they all recalled or, yes. you know, I think we'll get into it where the smaller competitions, like, does it make sense to have yes. them follow the structure? Maybe, maybe not, but yeah, they really, I mean- really tried to make it fair and equitable across the board. They did. They did. And I mean, there were those three tiers of, you know, one to 30 competitors and 30 to 60 or whatever. My argument would be maybe they just need to increase that number higher than 60. Um, And I don't know that it needs to go all the way to like 90 or a hundred. Maybe it does. Um, Because then at least they can still be consistent with the percentages of recallers. Um, So I think 60 is too small though. Yeah. I don't know the ideal number. I do feel like this is something that they might realistically be able to change moving forward, but I can't ever see them going like crazy high again, you know, even right. to a hundred because then you're not really helping the cause anymore. Um, somebody, somebody has proposed this and I actually heard this from a couple people after she said it um, is doing opposite soft and hard shoe rounds on each day. I am a fan. 
See, personally, I, I'm opposed. I'm, I'm a fan. I think that you should be able to do all four rounds well. You should be able to do whatever is asked of you, whenever is asked of you. If you're a good enough dancer, you should be able to do it. And at a world and level. The very, very top dancers, like the fir- I mean, top, you know, 20, 30. Like world medal holder, maybe. Would be very, very capable of doing that. I think it just hurts the other however many are left. Um, sure. And I just think about, I guess, as a teacher. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, my gosh. Like the class time yeah. that you need to prepare those that pack of dancers, you know, we're talking about different tiers of goals, different tiers of competitors, which they do exist even on the world level, you know, to get everyone prepared to do five rounds or, you know, opposing dances. I just kind of, my, my eyes spin around in my head going, ah. And that's exactly the reason I don't think it's going to happen and why it probably got thrown out was because it's going to take so much extra preparation and stress on the side of the teachers not just the dancers, but the teachers, like my class can hardly get through two rounds in a class. Yep. You know, like, right. Imagine doing all four. Imagine having to do four. So I'm in favor of that. And maybe I'm saying that from a a place that's a little bit more privileged um, than the majority of dancers out there. But I I think that would be really cool. Because for those of you who do not know, previously, that major competition. Right, it was picked out of a hat. It was picked out of a hat the day of which dances you had to do. So, I mean, and yeah, the dancing was not at this level back then. But I do, I do think that the, the best dancers are going to be able to do whatever, whenever. Like, here's y- phase 45. Yes. All of the world champions get to do a competition at the end of the week there we go. where the dancers are picked the out of a hat. And then they have their own little competition. Oh, you know what would be even 45. better? Here, let me pick a set dance out of a hat, and then you have to dance it. Oh, that'd be – see, I would love that, but I know most people would be like, you're crazy. Um, Suggestions, suggestions. Don't go three at a time for older dancers, especially for day two. I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. Um, Don't schedule Kaylee's the same day as Sol's. And I know they really try to avoid that. And like, sometimes if you're a dancer dancing up a bunch of age groups, it's not possible. Exactly. But I yes. saw many, many people having oh, to change. So, so many senior with, ladies, ugh. five rounds of solos and four rounds of Kaylee's. If you have a, a girls and a mixed dude, that's insane. I would not do that. I would not sign up for that at all. Like okay, I don't I even, didn't, I didn't. They don't want to lose people doing Kaylee's. They want people doing Kaylee's and figures and all of the things. So yeah, don't do that. Oh, but it's an extra day. Dude, if you do Kaylee's, it's my expectation that Kaylee's is on an extra day. I would never sign up to do it the same day. Right. I'd prefer it a separate day. No, I wouldn't do it. And and it was very deliberately scheduled for the seniors. Like the older Kaylee's were on the same days as like girls under 20 and girls 21 to 23 and uh, and 23 and up like it they were all scheduled on yeah, Sunday. I mean it's like an, on top of the dancing stress and toll and all of that it's like now you're telling me I gotta switch my wig and like yeah no see yeah no. that's just like sign me not up like yeah. I would not do that um so that was a huge uh thing I got from feedback especially from the dancers who had to do it it's like yeah it's exhausting now Kaylee's were after solos but still. But still, like that, I, no. Um, consider seven judges per panel regardless of the round. That might just be a financial thing or a, a willingness of judges to commit. You know, I know they sometimes have hard enough times getting adjudicators to judge because, you know, people no want their dancers. To to, yeah, exactly. People want their dancers to be able to compete. So I don't know if that's possible. But then again, the judge population is growing on the whole. So yep. maybe. Um, I already said this, see if judges can use stages instead of the dancers, but I, I think that's a pretty negligible thing that I, you know, neither here nor there for me personally. Um, the girls 11 to 12, 10 to 11, 11, 12 did not have the double recall system, which is possibly why, uh, those early days went late because they would have been on, on those earlier days. Maybe the, maybe the double recall should be adopted and I'm not sure what their reasoning was behind not 
How I many- have a feeling, and again, yes. this is me sort of speaking on CLRG's behalf, but not in any official capacity. Sure. I don't work there, but um, I have a feeling that maybe they wanted to collect some feedback on how people felt about the five rounds and maybe felt that the youngest age group, you know, who was doing their first worlds, mm-hmm. maybe that True. was a lot for them to True. take on. And then I think the reasoning behind having the second youngest, so the 11 to 12, not doing the double recall was like, they've done one worlds. They're still pretty young. They're going in expecting it to be the same as last year. And then it's not, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it could just have been an age thing or a first time worlds. I don't know either. Um, But I, you know, I think that it should be across the board standardized and like that. I feel like it could be that way going forward now. Yeah, so sure. Everyone's yeah, kind of might, lived might, through it. They might already be planning to change that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> probably not adopt this system for other majors. I know people have kind of talked about, maybe we should do this for nationals. Um, the only thing I'd like implemented for nationals is the way that the splits were seated. Yes. That is what I'd yes. like to be carried forward because – Every year it's an issue with, you know, oh, this split is harder, this split is easier. Yes. And oh, yeah. for whatever reason, we diverge from birthdays. I mean, I personally liked the birthdays thing because you can't fake that or, right. you know, random is just very ambiguous. Yes. You know, random is random, but then you can't complain that you had all the world medal holders in your group because you right. asked for random. And Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it would be... I think it would work at nationals. I think it would deter people from going, which we've, we all know, like CLRG does not want their numbers to drop. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I think the splits are so, so well ingrained at this point that it would be like, we already have the, the second set of awards, you know, for these yeah. splits. Like, I would love to see to, one to winner, deter- you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I don't think it will get fully adopted for nationals, but I would like to see the split process implemented. Yes. Yes. But for any other major, I don't think it makes sense to do I don't either. competition at all. Yeah. Any feedback from what we've talked about? Anything else you want to kind of to touch on? Um, as a teacher or someone who wasn't there, questions you have for me as a competitor? I don't think so. Um, Overall, watching from home, it seemed like it ran pretty smoothly. It seemed like people adapted pretty well because we all know that people just don't like change. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's normal and that's natural. That's but it's the seemed, biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like everybody kind of took it in stride. And I guess my only other question that was venue related was how people seemed to like Greensboro once they were there. Because, I mean, a lot of people were just puzzled by the choice and were afraid there was going to be nothing to do and it's in the middle of nowhere. And I know nothing about Greensboro. Obviously, I wasn't there. So I guess I'm just curious about that. I thought, I mean, I wasn't out and about too much. Um, I thought it was a a really pretty area. There were a lot of conveniences there. Um, There's the argument that there was not really a a close international airport and, you know, people had to be bused or shuttled or Ubered in um, if you're traveling especially internationally um but i mean that was the same thing for killarney you know like there's yeah, or you think of um you know like going to bogner regis for great Britain. Yeah. i mean that's not right. near an international airport either no i mean you're gonna have to take a bus or a train or something yeah um so i mean yeah i get that but i don't really know that it's the job of of the planners to to pick a you know a hundred percent convenient option yeah, um, it's still an interesting choice Philadelphia. for sure, but interesting choice. Yeah, and I mean, I I know that from what I I mean at least from what I've heard, um, you know, they're the big celebration, the 50th anniversary of the World Championships is next year. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot put into that event. So I think in a lot of ways they just want to like you know have a kind of low key worlds. Um, I think it was you know time for it to be back in North America again. And somebody announced this at the awards um, that it was, I think it was the Southern Region Aractus chairperson went to check it out as a venue for the Southern Region Aractus and said, dude, we could do a Worlds here. Um, and so that's kind of how it got brought up. And that's coming from the horse's mouth. Right. Much. Yeah. 
um, that was actually shared in publicly shared information. So, you know, yeah. It, and it, what it, it could fit us, you know, like it was a big enough venue. Yeah. Which it is always the thing. And it's hard to find. Hotels. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really was. I think it was a better venue than Providence was. Um, and that's coming I from a new Englander. Providence is not the greatest major I've ever attended. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it just, the infrastructure just wasn't as convenient as Greensboro was, I think. Yep. Um, we ate at some really great restaurants and I think I want to say it was officially Irish dance. The Instagram account, um, had two locals give some recommendations for things to do and food. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. Like, I always love to go get good food. I don't want to just go to Chili's right. after, after competing. So um, we got to try out some really yummy spots thanks to those recommendations that I would not have found otherwise. So I will say, like, at least the food was good. You know, like, there, was, there were options um, and pretty convenient to the venue as well. So I did yeah, not have I mean, a – You know, someone who's – lived overseas, you know, and been with Irish and, you know, people from the UK, they just love coming to America. Like they would have been thrilled that there was a mall right next door because they come with an empty suitcase and just want to buy American brands and bring them home. So, I mean, yeah, there might not have been a ton of like touristy attraction things for them to do, but to be honest, I think everyone was entertained with the options that were there. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't feel like I have a, a really good pulse on people's opinions from that standpoint, but I didn't hear, and you know, a lot of like negatives. Like people were kind of like, well, Greensboro, what Greensboro, really? Um, but yeah, once you get there and you're competing, I mean, there, there's stuff to do in North Carolina. And what know, about like, the atmosphere I- within the venue itself? Because that was one thing that I've seen just like kind of comments here and there that people kind of felt like maybe awards there was kind of like a lack of atmosphere or just there wasn't that like world's buzz and maybe it's just because people were more spread out or I don't know yeah I kind of have to agree with that um and I don't know if that had anything to do with me just being preoccupied uh sorry guys when you're a mom like you're just thinking about your kid a lot as much as I was trying to be a competitor and in the zone like my baby's over there crying. So, um, so it's a little hard for me to, to give an accurate, an accurate, uh, assessment, but I, I do, I do agree with that though. Like they seem to be pretty chill. Um, not super exciting. Like when they announced the awards, like I'm used to them listing off adjudicator a, right. Rose, you know, this, and then going down and they didn't do that, but that's just cause they had so many <laughs> scores for each dancer. They couldn't, yeah. no. so they were just giving totals. Um, so from that standpoint, I mean, yeah, like it was a little, not anticlimactic, but I mean, it, it was not the long drawn out. <gasps> yeah. Who's like tallying up total scores and whatever. Like it, it was not as dramatic as it has been in the past. Um, and overall you did not have the same number of people in each room Yeah, and people were moving and it just seemed like a lot of people were just kind of hanging out and camping. Like there's a food court there. And so a lot of people just kind of had like schools would have like a table. Yep. Um, they just kind of hung out there when nothing was going on. And the days were so quick. You didn't have people hanging out all day long either. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the atmosphere, you know, at a world championship or at a major. Like usually you're, everybody's there all day long. No one's really leaving. Everybody's yeah. just I did and you know still in hair and makeup the whole thing you know and there wasn't that so I, I do think that that was that there was less of an atmosphere than than had been in years past um uh, but Dan Armstrong I, was there I, so not all was lost pardon I said but Dan Armstrong was there so not all oh, was yeah. lost <laughs> sure Courtney <laughs> anyway no I love Dan he's he's hysterical um so yeah so that yeah I don't know neither here nor there for me though either you know um I got to see a lot of old friends which was really great um and you know that happens pretty much in Irish dance you know there's people you may not see for a few years and you can reconnect but with it being in the U.S. you know obviously I'm a U.S. based dancer so if there's people from the U.S. who are coming only because it's over here you know it's 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 great to be able to connect um yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was great. I thought the venue was totally fine. You know, it went smoothly in my opinion. The day, the two day thing 
was was fine. Um, I think they could keep it exactly the same, and it would it would be fi- it would be great. Like it would continue to work, and and people will only get more on board with it. I think. Yes, this I, I was think the hard, this was always going to be the hardest part. Sure, and I I really do think at least I got the sense from talking with folks that if you were there and you experienced it, you understand it and yep. you're okay with it. Yep. If you weren't, you just you you don't even ha- you may not have an understanding. You're like this just seems so confusing. Like how did you know which stage to go in on the splits? And it's like, I understand that from an outsider's perspective, it might be challenging, but just investing in understanding about her is going to make you more confident in the system. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the more I've talked with people, the more I am a believer in the system because I realize they've considered all these I mean, other things. Honestly, if the dancers understand it and are okay with it, that's really all that matters. Right. Yeah. The dancers are the real stakeholders. Without the dancers, the the world doesn't exist. Right. And I mean the the, the customer satisfaction is a huge aspect of event planning. Yep. But they're also there to make money. They're also there to not spend a ton of money. Um, I mean, and on that note, the the wristband policy, mm, that mm. was a point of contention for lots of people. I don't know why they chose to do that. I mean, I have my suspicions, but again, I'm not. I'm I think it's just the risk. Know. Even though they know so many people are going to come, it's like the risk of, well, what if it's that one year where everyone in the world has an Airbnb in Greensboro and no one books yeah. a hotel and then, you know, we've all seen what happens. Yeah. I mean, and we're going through the same yeah. thing with nationals. and this, Right. Oh, yeah. This region was the one that was almost bankrupt or was bankrupted by the hotel policy not being this way before. So even yeah. though... A lot of people can't get rooms at all now. They were never going to risk that same issue happening again. I I don't agree with the policy, but I understand it. Yeah. And I'm willing to play by the rules, I guess, because to me, it's like, whatever. I mean, and we're talking about an event that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to pull off. They can't risk. Yeah. You know, and they made promises to... The city of Greensboro, yep, about bringing X number of people and to their economy, you know, and because we do bring so many people, and yeah, I mean, if you want to go stay in an Airbnb, like that actually may have been cheaper, even if you had paid the hundred dollar fee. What was a little bit bothersome to me was they made such a big deal out of it, and then by the time <laughs> I, I heard got, that the checking no cared, was a little lax, no yeah, it was it was pretty lax. Um, so that was a little bit not frustrating you know it's like I I, st- I still personally would have made the same decision because I'm a rule follower yeah understanding where they're coming from um and it was convenient to stay at a hotel especially if you're at the Sheraton like you're right there yeah you know? um but at the same time it was like man like I I would not have had to worry about getting wristbands for my family coming to 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 watch um so that was a little bit frustrating but again they have reasons for all these decisions that they're making that none and of I us. I feel like the strictness of checking really comes down to the venue staff more than even sure. CLRG's directives because, I mean, we've all been to competitions where you're like, okay, doorman, you've seen me five times. You know I have a yeah. wristband on. And they'll still yeah. ask you for it every single time. Yeah. And then we have, you know, this type I mean, of thing happen. It, it, at least from my experience, it was the people at check-in just being like, oh, it doesn't matter if you have a wristband. Interesting. <laughs> so, like, it wasn't just the doorman, but it could have come from them saying, okay, we're just sick of monitoring it like this. Or did I hear that they ran out of dancer wristbands? They did. So, they did. yeah, I mean, maybe by they the couldn't be. There, yeah, by the time I got there, there were no dancer ones anymore. And to me, that's like, how do you... That's like the one number you can't anticipate. That's right. You have yeah, the entry numbers. I don't numbers. know how that happened. But again, I'm not part of the committee. I can't, I can't claim to know better than yeah. them. And I know that they see these things and they're, they're planning for them in the future. You know, like they're, they're not stupid people. Some of them may certainly be up there in age, but they've been around this long enough and been organizing these world championships for 50 years. Right. They're not, they're not dumb and a 27, almost 28 year old woman here who's been in Irish dancing for 21 years could not put on a better event. Okay? Yeah. Like I'm, I couldn't, I, I will be completely honest. And I, I asked that question actually as a poll question, tongue in cheek. Could you because, do better? Yeah. 
yeah, could you do better? Like, you really think you could come up with a better system? And a couple of people were like, yeah, because I would do this, this, and this. It's like, okay, maybe, you know, one of the, one of the, the circling uh, options is let's change national or the North American nationals into being the American qualifiers for worlds. I'm fine with that. I'm totally on board. You know how many people actually want to attend another major, like be forced to attend another major in order to qualify or the people who don't want to switch the order of nationals and Arrakis? Like that's, people may not understand, like these simple suggestions, they sound great and they would probably work. But, but there's so many knock-on effects. Yeah. Like it's just going to change everything. So maybe we'll get there, but phase two, phase yeah. 45, like it's going to be refined over time and it's going to be, I mean, nothing is ever going to be perfect. There is literally no system that's going to be perfect. The Olympic and Games. And that everyone's going to like. Right. The Olympic Games, not perfect. Irish dance will always be at least partially subjective. Yep. Can't get around it. So there's just, there, there's never going to be a system, like you said, that's going to satisfy everybody that everybody's going to like. So it is what it is. Yeah. But. So, I mean, what are some of these alternatives that, you know, these geniuses have come up with? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um my husband's suggestion was to somehow change the scoring system so that like people who score over a 95, like those are the people who can qualify for worlds. So kind of like in like ice skating or gymnastics, like you have ways to make sure that people can, you know, have to meet these qualifications or whatever. And then you can say, well, there's a cutoff. Like basically his point was you can have a, a cutoff. So you have to score over 95 in order to be a world qualifier. And I was like, yeah, but so much of the hype is knowing immediately, number one, you know, like knowing at your qualifier, not waiting for everybody yeah. else's qualifiers to be done. But like th- that, that also means that there isn't necessarily a set number of qualifiers either because then adjudicators could say, like they already do with ties, you yeah. know, like these many more people extra get to get to do it so i i think that we do need to come up with a better scoring system in general at some point in the future of irish dancing and i think it will come because of technology um but i don't i don't think that's the answer well Um, suggestion depends on all judges using the same range you know like and and we all know you know you could look at your marks at a fashion. Somebody scores from 65 to 75, but somebody else scores from 85 to 95. Yeah. And that's kind of what he was saying, like standardize yeah. how judges score people. I, I don't know that that's ever, I mean, it, it will happen eventually, but I don't know that that's the answer to the, yeah. this particular issue. Um, obvious alternative, qualify fewer people. Yeah. CLG doesn't want to do that. Right. Dance- and as you said, nobody else really wants to hear no, that either. No one. No one else wants to be told that they can't qualify anymore by placing yep. 16th yep. at Arrakis. And I was actually talking at length with someone about this who lives in the Western Canadian region. Yep. In her competition, she has under 10 people right. at Arrakis. My Arrakis, I actually don't remember, sorry guys, was like 60. And then you ha- I had Southern Region at some point in my past senior lady career that's like 100. Yep. Okay. That's a huge discrepancy. Right. There there are rules about, you know, how they determine the number of qualifiers. But, like, when you have 10 people and she has, like, Mackenzie Cross. Yeah. Like, she has these top dancers. If they said, okay, well, only 10% of your competition can qualify. That's one. That's one person. I mean, and think about there are regions. A globe recipient. Yeah. I mean, and there are regions around the world where some of those upper age groups have – two people in them, but they're both like top 10 at worlds. Yeah. You're going to tell one of them that they can't go. Exactly. Or like in, I, I think in Ireland, I, and I, and this is just my speculation. Maybe you have more insight than I do, but I think in Ireland, there are people who don't qualify. Correct. Who are better than Americans who do. Or you have regions and I'm going to use Ulster as an example where maybe they're, cause none of the regions in Ireland are big. So right. let's just say there are 10 qualifying spots. Well, the top 20 
might have those 10 dancers in it at Worlds. And some of those dancers have to qualify at the All-Irelands because there isn't enough room for them to qualify yeah. in their own region. And yep. they do because they place in the top they're, they're good enough. 20 yeah, yeah. or whatever. And exactly. I, I really think we're missing some top quality dancers from Ireland specifically, and perhaps even from Canada, you know, knowing yep. how small that, at least that region's numbers are for her competition compared to some of these dancers. And, and I really am trying to hold myself back from being as honest as I want to be, but it's because these dancers feel so entitled to their world qualifying spots yep. that even if they qualify in 25th place, they deserve to go to worlds. Now they're not going to recall. They're not going to, you know, realistically, that's not, they're not going to fall very high in the placement when they're ranked on the world level, but they certainly don't want their qualifying yeah. spot taken away from them, even though they're just not caliber wise. They're just not as good as some of these other dancers who may be missing out. Um, so that's hard. You know, and that, that's just so hard. And again, there's, there's no system that's ever going to really be able to do that except possibly for going to a national qualifying system yeah. um, because then those dancers are ranked a little bit more, uh, what am I trying to say? Like they're, they're ranked more evenly. They're ranked against each other as opposed right. to just people in your region. So I don't think that anyone's going to ever go for qualifying fear people as much as everyone says that's yeah. the answer to the problem. It's just from every angle I see, that's not going to happen. Yeah, agree. Um, my thought was to somehow make sure, maybe to qualify fewer people, but to somehow make sure that those who qualify are actually attending. Um, I talked about this on my story. So for anyone who listened, sorry for being a little repetitive, but, you know, when someone has a judging conflict, that dancer's spot gets handed off to the next person in line from their competition, at yep. least in the U.S., yeah, uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, we could potentially make it so that people can forfeit their spots if they know they're not going. Like, probably three or four times I've not gone yep. to Worlds, and I knew in advance most of those times that I wasn't going to be attending. So I would have been happy to give up my spot to somebody who could go was, yeah, or who was really close. wanted to go. Yeah. Um, and now again, that's, you know, I was in a region where we qualified 20 people. So that would be really hard to say, okay, yeah, now every single person's qualifying, you know, is yeah. going 20 people are going because then their numbers are just going to get even more insane. Um, but that certainly is a possibility to making, you know, just making the qualification numbers a little bit more accurate, you know, yep. um, you don't want to qualify 50% of people or you don't want to qualify and have only 50% of your people attend necessarily. Yeah. Cause that's the not just do fair. want to be well represented. Yeah. And I mean, like, let's, let's say that I go to Arrakis this fall and I win. I am probably retiring after that. Yeah. And I just won Arrakis. And so I'm like the top person in that region. Who's not even going to worlds then yep. somebody else should get to take it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, and that happens all the time, especially in these older age groups as people retire or move or whatever you know, focus on college, take a break. And maybe, maybe there's a way, maybe there's a way to make that, make that a little bit more, I don't know. Yeah. And it's something that I never even really thought of, but food yeah. for sure. I, I think, I think it would have to be done in conjunction with qualifying for your people. I just, I don't think it'd be hard to institute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it would, you know, who knows what it's going to do with, with a number of competitors who show up. So, um, we talked about changing the order of competitions and having nationals be the primary qualifier, um, which would mean that it would have to be a closed competition, which again, organizers yep. are not going to want for money-making purposes. Um, and please don't, no one should be saying that, oh, they shouldn't be thinking about the money. Dude, every business thinks about the bottom line. You have yeah. to consider that. Um, so, I mean, that, that definitely is a possibility. I just don't see that happening. Um, a lot of things would have to change. Like the whole calendar would have to change. Yeah, exactly. Whole calendar. And, you know, you're going to have fewer competitors potentially going to some of these competitions. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I think that's fine. I would be totally okay with doing that, but it's going to be a major overhaul. And it's not just let's move all islands from October back to February. Right. This is like, is like competitions that everyone would have to attend in order to qualify. Yes. And then you're having Arrakis in the summer. 
Yeah. I don't know. That just seems like a bad idea for some reason to me. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, those are really the only realistic, <laughs> as unrealistic <laughs> as they may be, those are the only realistic options that I've, I've fleshed out. Um, either mentally with myself or talking with other people. Um, I think any other things that are proposed are just so small. Um, you know, they just wouldn't make enough of a difference. So they're not even worth considering or not even worth doing. Yeah. Um, or even just for the ways to make the two-day format better. Like some of these these changes proposed would be so negligible. It doesn't really matter. You know, like you're not going to make it more fair by changing this one tiny little thing. Um, or I just don't think they'd be able to, like these, these other suggestions may not be able to meet all the requirements, you know, like it may make worlds a 14 day competition. It may make, you need five extra adjudicators, which is a lot of money. Um, or, you know, they're just going to require such a big overhaul of very well ingrained systems that no one's going to go for it. Um, which is how I feel about the majority of the alternatives we just talked about. Like, you have no buy-in. Yeah. Lola, there's something that strikes it out somewhere. Yeah. So, even so, if the somehow, solution itself is viable, or even if the suggestion itself is seemingly okay. Yeah. You're just not going to get everybody to buy in. And you're not going to get that for any system, you know? Like, this two-day system, nobody, you know, there, I'm sure there's people who don't like it. Um, obviously there are and the old system people didn't like that either i didn't want to do my set at 11 p.m no one wants to yep. be at awards at 1 a.m like you know there no matter what you do there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like it somebody that it's bad for um you know someone even said well what about somebody who's injured at worlds you know what they have to get through five rounds up to five rounds then when they're injured like that's just asking a lot of them and i'm like yeah but, but it's also your personal choice to go like if you're right super injured you, you either choose not to go or you go and see what happens exactly yeah and I was talking to my mom and you know because I was just mentioning that I didn't have an issue with the two-day format but I also didn't sleep not right. having anything to do with the competition and she's like yeah but you know if you hadn't had the second day you wouldn't have had to worry about it it's like true like if I hadn't had to hadn't had to do a second day of dancing not sleeping the night before wouldn't have made a difference, yeah. you know, like it wouldn't have mattered. So it still affected you. It's like, it did, but it wasn't the competition structure that affected Yeah. Me. Like that's not a good enough reason. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and I just want to remind everyone that's listening that, you know, not only did Diana go through it as a competitor, but she spent a lot of time and energy collecting data and feedback from everybody observers people that were there but didn't dance people that did dance i mean you didn't have to do any of that but you did it anyway and i feel like if you had an opinion to share about it you had the opportunity to kind of put it in <laughs> um and well, i don't i don't know that there really is a whole lot of other opinions out there like yeah, I mean, I you collected like a lot of damn it you know yeah yeah so I, I mean, feel like even though we are both personal fans of this format, Diana collected a lot of food for thought so that if there was something we were really, really missing here, we would have seen it right. or addressed it in some way. And that's what I'm saying. The more I talk about it, the, the more of a fan I am because yeah. I just see that this is the best. And, you know, people agree 77% of people who took my poll said that the new format makes for fair judging overall. So as many people brought up possible unfairnesses um, or alternatives, like it was like, they don't, they're not disagreeing that it's, that it's fair. Um, you know, for the most part, you know, the, the, the opinions I'm sharing are either very well, uh, very strongly mine. And so I'm just being really vocal about it. Or like I'm being supported by other people who feel the yeah. same way. So most of the people do not want older dancers to go three at a time. I don't, I mean, 8%, I'm looking at my results here, 8% said no, like that they should still dance three at a time. Right. But like the overwhelming voice exactly. was nobody should have to do three at a time. Um, you know, most people wanted set dances, like the maximum number of people to do their set dances as possible. 
But that's just, that's also, I think a lot of people may recognize that that is a time constraint issue. So as much as they want that, yeah, they probably know it's not going to happen. Um, you know, people don't want to have to attend nationals as an additional qualifying option. People agree that the two-day format is better for goals and achievements, you know, of, of making those, those different cuts. And 80% said CLRG did the best that they could to balance all the things that we've talked about. Yep. So 20% say no, sure. Um, but on the whole, like, I think the, the overwhelming majority think that this is a good system that it needs to say or that needs to stay. Um, or it at least know. needs to get trialed over, you know, say three years. Mm-hmm. And if there are things yeah. that consistently don't work or consistently are problematic, then, you know, look at it and change it. But you can't try something once and either and make a, you know, a call of, yes, this worked let's keep it forever or no, this didn't work unless it was an epic failure, which I wouldn't say it was. It wasn't. No, it was not. Um, I, I, I heard through the grapevine that they're going to be asking for feedback on the week. Um, and I think, you know, part of that may be venue related, but um, cause I know they've done surveys before. I know I've given my feedback to CLRG on st- something. And that before. was one thing in my preview that I had said, I really hope they are going to ask yeah, for feedback just exactly. because you, you know, there's kind of, you know, talking at the bar, but then there's actually sitting down and giving well thought out feedback and they're two totally different things. That being said though, people might get feedback and feel like it then falls on deaf ears, but I hope that by listening to this, maybe by talking with you or talking with me about this, they might see like, it's not falling on deaf ears. It's just, it's not feasible. It's not possible. Like you're not, you may not be considering, like you as a dancer may not be considering everything else. And, you know, you're a business owner, you understand what it's like to balance a bajillion different things and still have a successful. Right. I mean, and it happens in every, in everything. So obviously much smaller Mm -hmm. scale, even just within studio, people will, you know, come to me with a suggestion and you're like, that's great. I hear you, but we can't do that. Like, yeah doesn't well why not oh, you just have to do this but you don't understand as the dancer right. you don't know the big picture you don't yeah. get the bird's eye view and no one does exactly. so, I mean there are yeah. things that I'm sure we're talking about that someone in the office somewhere is going we can't do that yeah exactly <laughs> right you don't know the whole thing either which is why I'm trying and I know you are too like to have that little disclaimer like we don't necessarily know we don't have all the information you know there are reasons that they made these decisions and it's not just pulled out of their butt and say right. okay let's so, you know, it, they really did think about this and plan it and get feedback. And this is not an overnight decision. This was a multi-year process of coming to this conclusion to make it fair for dancers to also meet the, they want to keep the same numbers to also meet these other things, you know, like the, um, sorry, I'm totally losing my train of thought here. Um, me. <laughs> <laughs> meeting the needs of the venue and the, the time restrictions of things. Like they really, really thought this through. And I may not be CLRG's biggest fan in every aspect. Like I'm not a teacher, so I'm not even privy to like stuff that they do. But just as a dancer, someone who's loyal to the organization, I do think that they have our best interest at heart. And they are they really are considering the future of Irish dance. That's clearly why they instituted this in the beginning. Like they knew they had to make a change. They weren't yeah. slow to do that. We got an extra senior ladies age group added. You know, it took several years, but it happened because yep. it, it was necessary. And I think they were smart to do 23 and over instead of just making it another year. Like they knew the numbers yeah. weren't going to be able to support it the other way. So they're not stupid. They, they know what they're doing. And, um, yeah, I, people need to give feedback. People need to have opinions and not be afraid to share them. Um, if they disagree with us, then, you know, to each their own, yeah, uh, no. I mean, and if, no, but they, they, they should be able to have that opinion, I guess. And if there is a publicly, you know, shared or publicly available survey or feedback form that CLRG sends out, I will go back and put it in the show notes, even if it's after this episode goes live, just so that anyone who's listening, you know, in the future or whenever has an easy place to go put their feedback for people that actually do make decisions and people that can 
yeah. consider all of the, if, the different if there things. Are, if there are suggestions that are, are workable, I have no doubt that they will at least be considered. Yeah, because same. They, they know that they're not perfect, yep. you know? They, I, I'm sure they already see these little things that we've already pointed out that went wrong or that could have gone better or maybe could be different next time. You know, they know. They're already working on it. Like, they're already planning. That. They've been planning the, the 50th anniversary for years. Yeah. No, they're like, not going to let that um, – they're not going to let that be a failure. Right. So, like, the, 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 these things have already been seen you know, and, and noticed and they're not, our, our opinions are not going to fall on deaf ears. I just don't want people to feel discouraged. Like, well, why didn't CLRG make this change? It would have been so simple. And there's just, it's, it's complicated. And I do not envy them having to weed through, you know, just to consider the possibilities that could go wrong and to allow for this going wrong and this going wrong and this not being available. Like, I don't like event planning. Um, I like to criticize events, but uh, but I, I hope that people feel like we're doing a pretty balanced job of sharing the legitimate negatives um, or things that could have gone better, but also really trying to support um, CLRG and their efforts and you know overall how the event went. So yeah. Any final comments before we wrap it up? Final comments. I don't think so. I know. I, mean, I think we covered it all. We did. And I've hashed this out on my Instagram story with my yeah. husband and my mom. Like I've been talking about this ever since world. So it's really great to have kind of put it into more of an outline and chat with you about it. Cause I, I've not talked about it from, you know, with a teacher. Yep. I mean, and I hope it's helpful for anyone who's listening that didn't have the opportunity to go or is a hopeful qualifier for next year. Hopefully, you know, the things that we talked about maybe will make you feel more prepared or more confident or, you know, you can listen back to it before next year's Worlds and see what you need to think about or hopefully it's just helpful to the Irish dancing community at large. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that was really my whole point in doing um, the stuff on my Instagram and just, you know, for my own edification. And I want to know, like, how people thought about it because I am an invested member of the Irish dance community and I was curious and it ended up helping um, in being able to share these different perspectives and ideas um, with a bigger, bigger platform. So I appreciate you having me on, Courtney. No problem. Anytime. Fun as always. Oh, yeah. All right, let's. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on TCRG to CEO Radio.